Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Lots of businesses try and do this, but it's about being consistent with it. That's the one thing with, with business uh, and with service that I find people want consistency. The beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Manford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. And we're recording this towards the end of October. And uh, I know you've got kids of a certain age who, well, are they a little bit too old for trick-or-treating now? Perhaps they are now, aren't they? My son is, who's 13. Um, he'd much be rather playing the Xbox. But my daughter wants to do it, and I feel really sad that we can't really go around and do it this year. So we've agreed to decorate her room with lots of spider webs. Yeah, you've got to change it one way or the other. Yeah, that's one thing that really isn't going to happen this year, is it? Unless they and then maybe do trick or trace or something. Trick or trace. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So each week on the show, we talk to an industry expert who can come onto the show to share their expert advice and top tips uh, to support us all to move our businesses forward. So what are we talking about this week, Paul? Uh, we're talking about how to keep your customers happy, how to look after the customers you've already got rather than having to keep working on generating new ones. And that's really important, right? Because if you don't have customers, you don't really have a successful business. No, I mean, if you keep your customers happy, then they become adverts for your business. They start telling people, about how great you are they do a little little bit of the marketing for you but i think some businesses often forget the value in their existing customers uh, and they're always on that little hustle of trying to get new ones but the yeah the existing ones are really important exactly so who are we talking to about this so we're talking to james st pierre today uh james runs a fitness studio in chelmsford in essex called unique results which he's been running for 10 plus 13 years 13 14 years or something he has a real niche audience but he is a master at looking after the people he already has and they shout about his business from the rooftops this is the big little business show okay well i started in the fitness industry or the health and fitness industry around about 22 years ago so i was about 20 years of age when we when i started um, and just worked for other people really for the first sort of decade and then back in 2007 um, I started uh, started Unique Results and, and set up for myself uh, with my own business. What sort of people do you work with then James? Well, where I am currently our business uh, Unique Results really caters for people in their uh, 40s and 50s and above who are not the kind of people who would traditionally want to join a gym or a health club so uh, you know people who are very they've never been particularly sporty they've never been particularly active um, and they just know that they want to make a change in their in their health and fitness and lifestyle and uh, and want somewhere a little bit more uh, intimate and friendly and uh, a community based uh, to do that. Before we dive into the topic of this week's podcast, I think it's only fair for me to have a little bit of a disclaimer for the for the audience uh, and say that James and I have known each other for many many years. He's he's a client, he's a good friend. Uh, but what I've loved about watching. Uh, how James has evolved with his business is, I mean, like every business, he's th he's thrived and he's he's dealt with bumps in the road as well. But the reason why um, we invited you onto the show, James, is because I'm constantly impressed with the many things you do to help your retention. Now, is this something that comes easily to you or do you have, have a plan to make it happen? Um, well, it's something that we really focus on. So, yeah, thank you, first of all, for, for, for those lovely comments and compliments. Um, yeah, we, we really focus on retaining. And for, for those not in the in the kind of the fitness industry, I suppose, retention is 
is keeping your customers uh, for longer and keeping your members for longer and keeping them happy for longer. Um, because it's, it's important with lots of businesses, but I think within um, the fitness industry, especially traditionally, the gyms and health clubs have got this thing called kind of membership churn, where you kind of, it's leaky bucket syndrome, really. You, you've got, a, you've got a, a bucket full of members and, and every month you might lose 20 and you try and put 20 in the other end to top it back up. Um, where it's far better uh, from a, a financial point of view and from just a, a, a kind of enjoyment point of view and actually helping people for longer. If you can keep members happy, you can keep them coming back, you can keep them inspired and you can keep them motivated. So, yeah, we do have a lot of things that we very specifically do to encourage that retention and to create a... Uh, I suppose a member experience that people want to stick around for. Yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate it's very important in the fitness industry to do that, and very just makes common sense to do that. But I think in any service-led industry, its uh, retention is really important, and it also to a degree, if you're even in the retail sector, if you run a shop, uh, ideally you want people to have a good experience when they come in, and you want people to come back and buy from you again, and you want people to rave about you when they're not in store and say, "Oh, you need to go to that shop; it's fantastic and stuff." So. I think uh, what you do, and this is why I think it's important to have you on the show, is because I think there are lots of lessons to be learned from uh, thinking about your business and your customers in a way that you actually want to keep them rather than just keep, like you say, uh, leaky bucket syndrome, which is a great analogy. You want you, you don't really want that. You want to plug the hole. You don't want to start keep filling out from the top, do you? Exactly. I mean, if you can if you can maintain your members or your customers or your clients, whichever type of business you're in, uh, for as long as possible, um, and keep them happy for as long as possible. Um, and have them, like you mentioned, refer their friends and their family members to you as well. That is actually really the best way to for, for your business to grow, you know. Why do you think a lot of businesses don't do this? Do you think they think it's too hard or they think it takes too long? Or what do you think the reason is? Um well, with with a sort of a subscription based business, which which uh, where you have a kind of a monthly someone paying monthly for a service or a product, um, you then uh, that's a very a very specific type of business. So, it, I mean, nowadays people are so used to paying for subscriptions in lots of lots of ways through business, through Netflix or through um, you know all of these softwares that we use nowadays, like uh, like Zero uh, or accounting software. Everything nowadays, a lots of things seem to have like a monthly payment attached to them. Um, which is a great way to run a business to, to have a predictable kind of recurring income. Um, they think people like shops and uh, they do try and do it as well. Obviously you have things like Tesco's club cards and Sainsbury's nectar points and, and all these ways of incentivizing people to keep coming back to you um, to, to become return customers. Or, or I think even in coffee shops and things, you, you get a stamp every time you buy a coffee, don't you? So, and when you get, when you get to 10 coffees, you get a free one or something like that. So I think businesses do try. Um, but like I say, these are probably more on the sort of the tactic end of things rather than the, you know, the, the bit that we'll talk about as well, which is, I suppose, really the culture end of things, which I think, um, you know, trying to build a, a business around, around values, around culture and around community is, is really what we've tried to do to so that people don't just feel like they're a customer of yours. They really feel like they're, 
they're part of the business, you know, so they feel like they've got a vested interest in the success of the business. They want the business to succeed. Uh, they want, uh, you know, to succeed themselves, obviously, but then they, they want, they want what's best for everyone. So it's more of a community based uh, business that we try and try and foster and try and create. Yeah, one of the things that I think is worth picking up on uh, is something that you did at the beginning of lockdown, which actually I've spoken to other people about and said, yeah, my mate James did this. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of gyms and a lot of uh, people in the fitness industry and businesses in the fitness industry uh, didn't really know how to cope with lockdown when it happened. A lot of them pressed pause on their business and are now paying the price for it. Uh, but um, what you did at the beginning of lockdown was actually pretty unique, and I don't think I've seen any other business do it, which is you actually stripped your gym out and started delivering some of your kit to your clients didn't you yeah yeah i mean i think first of all no one really knew what was going to happen back in march when 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 this all started to happen so we were all kind of flying by the seat of our pants really and just trying to get through um but yeah i kind of made a decision at the start that we were going to come out of this you know okay we were going to get through it and we were going to actually try if anything to learn from the experience and actually to provide a better service to people um, at the end of lockdown that we did at the start. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, delivering equipment, including we've got 15 spinning bikes, indoor cycles, you know, that we, we dropped round to, to members houses, include things like rowing machines and ski machines. And, but yeah, you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, all this equipment went out. And then we decided very quickly, we had to offer, you know, an online offering to keep people motivated and connected throughout lockdown um, and one of the things that was one of the most successful things I did was was every day I recorded a, a short video which was kind of my daily lockdown update and it became a bit of a a bit of a thing for members to to watch every morning when they had their they had their coffee or their breakfast and it was just a five to ten minute video of me in the morning just talking to people letting them know what was happening that day if there was any new things to announce uh, talking about various topics that might help them throughout lockdown or help them with their with their their training and their nutrition and their lifestyle and and just staying positive throughout so again that comes down to i suppose culture and community and and connection you know and build and building that community and and even though i'm not in front of people face to face many people said that you know like as it became a part of their morning routine you know to watch this little 5 to 10 minute video with their coffee in the morning and then we were somehow staying connected and staying at the front of mind for our members. Yeah, brilliant. That's so, you're right, and that, and that is so important. And I think that's a big lesson uh, that a lot of businesses learned have learned over lockdown uh, is that constant communication and being present in people's mind is, is 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 fundamentally so important because you can quite easily leave people behind. Now, as you and I both know, uh, my world is in marketing, and I know you and I have worked together uh, in, in that realm a few times in the past, uh, and constantly do. But um, one of the things that uh, you do kind of off your own back which i think is really great uh, is on social media is champion your clients and your members and their successes rather than promoting unique results uh, a lot of um, other companies might think about promoting themselves on social media but actually what you do is you promote your results which is i think what yeah the way it should work how do you find that works and do you find you get a good response from doing that yeah i mean it's what we've always done because because the business is about the is about the members and and if we didn't have the members we wouldn't have a business you know so um it's not there's no point in me uh, constantly putting videos up about myself and what I'm doing and and all the rest of it because 
like I said earlier, with the, with the marketing for other health clubs and gyms and things, people don't really care about what a trainer can do. People care about what a trainer can do for them. So people want to see other people like them uh, having successes and enjoying the process and that sort of thing. So someone actually said to me the other day that most of the posts on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, they're not really anything to do with training. They're really, they're really to do with uh, people having fun and people achieving things and, 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 and members, uh, uh, you know, changing their lives and just people with smiles on their faces because um, I'm just going to cough. Sorry. <coughs> You're all right. You don't need to get tested or anything, do you? No, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, yeah. Um, because so so many places you see, if 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 someone's advertising a gym, they'll they'll be sending they'll be posting pictures of of people grimacing and grunting and lifting huge weights. Which, for the kind of people that we're trying to attract, that's a major turnoff. What people really want to see is is people like them actually doing some exercise and, and and maybe getting more healthy, but enjoying the process and making friends and having fun. Do you find a lot of your clients do a lot of the selling for you? How many members do you get from referral versus other means? Probably seventy percent referral, you know, um, and that's from existing members to to, to friends or or to family. I mean, we we've got so many couples who train with us now, you know, who where the husband or the wife might join and do a few months and then they might think, Oh, I really wish I could get, you know, my partner to come along as well. I love having this degree of trust where somebody in their forties will then actually maybe refer their parents to us who may be in their seventies. It's a really a valuable thing for you. It's one thing to recommend your services to a friend when you're recommending your services to someone as valuable as your own parents, then that says a lot about you, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the, the whole thing is the trust. So that why I like that so much is like you say, if, if you have a parent in their seventies or their eighties who needs a bit of help, you know, there's a huge amount of trust to then, to then, uh, you know, pass them over to you to, to, to put them in your hands. So no, it really is lovely when that happens. And, and we've got, you know, we've had at the time sometimes three generations of one family training in a, in a group session together, you know. Around a year ago, uh, I helped James to set up a t-shirt store. Uh, we had like new designs on a regular basis and we still had new designs now. And what I love about how that works is how your members are actually hungry to buy your next t-shirt and like really an eager to wear it as often as possible. And I've seen some of your clients pop up on my Facebook feed as like friends of friends and they're proudly displaying their unique results t-shirt um, on their profile picture while they're on holiday or, or wherever. They're like, you're almost like shouting your name from the rooftops. They're so invested in your brand that they, 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 they'll do anything to share it because yeah, I guess because they're, they're proud of being part of uh, of what you've built. So uh, let's move on to um, not only that as a tactic, but other tactics too, because that's very much a tactic and it's worked really well in your favour uh, because not only because people see how healthy these people are, they can see where they go to get healthy. Um, so what about other tactics? What other things have you done consciously uh, to, um, to give yourself more uh, loyalty from your clients? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things. They're not necessarily, they don't need to be big things. And I think they're things that certain businesses probably do already, but it's just the way that you can slightly tweak them to make them more personal. So things like um, birthday cards and Christmas cards to members. So 
most places or lots of businesses, I think, will send out, uh, you know, birthday cards and Christmas cards, but they'll be more, uh, you know, generically sort of sent out, um, you know, with a, with a printed message inside um, that just goes out automatically, maybe from, from uh, there may be another business that f- fulfills that, that, that kind of thing for you. But I've always done, um, you know, personal handwritten birthday cards for, for all members. So, um, and you write something nice and positive in there and something personal about them or something they're achieving or something they're doing or something you've done with them or something you've experienced with them. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. If you've got a business, say, near when I started out, maybe with 20 or 30 clients, it's very easy to do these things because you've got a very small number of people to, 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 to work with and to look after. The challenge really comes and the skill comes um, when you start to scale and when you start to grow. So now we look after around 150 members. Um, it's a little bit harder than when we had, say, 30 or 40. So then you have to, it's like the, one of your podcasts I listened to the other day, you then start having to put systems in place to enable you to stay on top of things. So now what happens is, um, every week, uh, my my admin admin manager Nikki or, or Steph, they will they will give me they'll just plonk the cards in front of me that need to be written for that week, you know. But you you write them and then they get posted off, and it does mean a lot to people. So it's 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 making the effort to put the system in place to make those things work because um, they those little touches make such a difference, you know. Yeah, and you have a, you have a member of the month as well, don't you? But you don't just say, "Oh, well done to such and such," and give them a pat on the back. You do a little bit more than that, don't you? Yeah. So we've been doing this since about two thousand and fourteen or fifteen. We have a, We have a member of the month every month, and the member of the month is chosen by the by the, the staff by the training team, and it could be someone who has they don't have to have done anything amazing, but they may have done something like, you know, run a marathon or a half marathon or done a triathlon or lost a certain amount of weight or hit a certain goal. They may have just been really consistent, you know, and, 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 and have made really steady progress. And we're really impressed and inspired by their, their motivation. And, you know, they're on a roll. So we want to kind of um, promote them and give them a bit of a shout out and a bit of encouragement. So then what we do is uh, they can either have, you know, a bottle of champagne or some men would like you know a few beers or if people don't drink they might want a fruit basket or whatever and again we'll write a really nice congratulations card to them with lots of personal stuff in to say you know congratulations on being the member of the month we're really you know this is why you know you've done so well and then we will put that picture out uh, on our social media along with you know the, the the members' own story in their own words, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier. A prospective member who may be in their fifties and and not like gyms, but they can see a picture of someone very similar to them and read in their own words the experience they've had. That's worth so much more than than me doing a you know a sponsored Facebook ad and trying to you know tell everyone else how we are. All these little things are really good because you've picked up on some on some tactics which on the face of it are really they're nothing they're nothing earth-shatteringly new they're they're probably things that people might come up with as an idea pretty easily but what you've done is you've you've you've, you've nudged it along another level and thought well, okay well, this is the idea how can i make this even more special than so you're almost surprising people by saying oh well nice to get a birthday card but i didn't expect it to be written or you know, i didn't expect this or i didn't expect that and i think that's a really good tactic for a lot of people to take home with and and maybe to think about in their own businesses and think about well 
um, let's have this idea, right? This is a great idea. How can I take it to the next level? Exactly. And the main thing, but the main thing that people do, because like I say, lots of businesses try and do this, but it's about being consistent with it. So, so many people may have tried a member of the month type thing before and done it for two or three months and then let it, let it slip or, um, or may have started writing birthday cards and done it for a year or two and then stopped. It has to become uh, consistent, you know, because that's the one thing with, with business uh, and with service that I find people want consistency. Your podcast I listened to the other day with Marianne from uh, talking about McDonald's, you know, people know exactly what they're going to get from McDonald's. It's not the best burger in the world, but it's the same every time they go. So they know what they're going to get. Um, and, and, and there's not, so if you, if you give someone a birthday card one year and the next year they don't get one and the year after they do, and the year after you forget the Christmas cards, you know, it's just that consistency because people want to feel uh, in today's day more than ever, the way things are at the moment is that sense of consistency and certainty. And, um, yeah, just being looked after, but not being sporadic. Being, it's become a part of the culture. Yeah, and I guess if you're dealing with a, a business, if you're running a business where people don't have maybe a monthly membership or they don't come into your, um, they can't, don't come into your workplace or your office to do something specific. If you're um, if you're communicating with people on perhaps a more remote basis, then it's perhaps even more important to do this because you can't see them every week, so you want to make sure and be very aware that you're keeping people uh, as part of the family as much as possible. And I guess that's pretty much what you've had to do during lockdown because you haven't been able to see these people face to face. Exactly. You know, and, and that's where but that's actually helped us become better through lockdown, I think, because we have embraced more of the the online um, way that you can deliver deliver things, you know, which, which a lot of businesses have, I know. Um, there's so much out there now from a technology point of view, from a social media point of view. Uh, I mean, Zoom, you know, hardly anyone u- was using Zoom, you know, six months ago. And now I think their their stock's gone through the roof, hasn't it? If you want to find two companies who have done really well this year, they're Amazon and Zoom. Yeah, and PPE as well, you know. Any, anyone yeah, who's, yeah, that's true, yeah. PPE. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but yeah, so, so it's just made us uh, embrace other ways of working. And I think now as we come out of lockdown, uh, you know, actually keeping some of those lessons and some of those new skills that we've learned, are really, really important. Do you have a referral scheme or do you have something that, is it something you're doing on a casual basis? Uh, what do you do if someone recommends you? Uh, we don't have a set referral uh, scheme or, or, or process because what we found is that the, the kind of members that we have, they're kind of, uh, you know, they, they, they tend to be, uh, you know, fairly comfortable maybe financially and that sort of thing. So, so I know certain businesses may offer you know, free sessions or vouchers or, or things like this for people to refer. But I personally always find that a little bit, um, a little bit contrived because if I refer someone to, to a business or to go and see someone, I want it to be, I want it to feel like it's very genuine and that I, there's nothing in it really to gain for me, you know, um, that's not to say that we don't, I think you should always um, thank and, and show appreciation. And if there is something you can do for someone who's referred, um, then you can. But I don't think it always needs to be a, you know, a set process where, you know, refer us and you get a £20 or a £50 voucher or something, because then there's something in it for you to refer. Whereas I prefer referrals to be much more, uh, you know, much more natural, much, much more kind of... Uh, 
Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're in a service-led business or in you're in a retail business or whatever you're doing. I think the big take-home here uh, is in order to uh, keep your clients coming back or your customers coming back is to have a, an overarching uh, philosophy or uh, a feeling of wanting your customers to be part of your family first and then have all these little tactics on top, but take them all to the next level. So they, yeah, rather than shaking someone's hand, you're giving them a hug. I know we can't do that, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as well, though, I'd like to sort of say that we don't, we don't get things right all the time. You know, we don't know one does. Businesses are always going to have issues uh, and problems. And I know we're talking about, you know, keeping, keeping our customers happy um, but when it's just as important as when as keeping them happy is how you respond when when they're not happy. And we do have people from time to time who who are not happy. So um, it's then how we we deal with that. And I think um, we we have like a, a, a we really encourage feedback from members. We encourage them to come forward with because we are a community and it's the culture. We we encourage suggestions. We encourage them to come forward with their own ideas. So one of the things that we that we do is. Every, every week when we have our team meeting is sit down and go through, uh, you know, these feedback forms when they come in and we discuss them and we, and, and, uh, and if, if it's a valid suggestion, uh, then we try and obviously act on that straight away. And whatever happens, we thank the member for their, for taking the time to actually make the suggestion to us. Uh, we act on it. If it's, if it's the right thing to do, sometimes it's not always the right thing to do. And sometimes you know, you can just kind of have discussion around the member and then they'll they'll realise uh, that, that maybe why it's not practical, but you might do something else that will have a similar effect. And then I think the most important thing is after we've taken that action, we always kind of close the loop and go back to the member and say, you know, thank you so much for making that suggestion. Uh, or I can understand why you're slightly unhappy with that. We've talked about it as a team. We've made this decision. This is what we're going to do. And then, you know, and thank them again so that, Whatever you do with that feedback and with the suggestion, you know that you, the member the know, knows that they have been listened to and knows that you've taken time and it's not just been looked at and sort of screwed up and thrown in the, thrown in the bin, you know? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the whole value thing we were talking, uh, at the, talking about at the beginning. It shows that you value your clients' um, opinions and it shows that you want them to be a part of the team. Uh, so I guess in that way, it's, it's actually another retention tool, isn't it? But you're not, you're not focusing on the, the warm and cuddly stuff. You're saying to people, look, you know, everyone's got flaws and we might have some too. Let us know what they are so we can fix them uh, to make your or, uh, to make your uh, to make your experience with us better. Yeah, I mean, this is classic, isn't it? That you can only really see things from your point of view. Um, you know, you can try and empathise with other people, but for example, I, I mean, you, as you know, I've got not, not got any hair. I sort of shaved my head. So um, we've, um, you know, one of the members had said about uh, putting another hair dryer in the the, the studio. You know, um, and uh, it's not something that I would have thought of because. Uh, because it's don't, not. Don't stuff. you blow dry your beard then, James? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, someone fills in a comments form and says we'd really like another hairdryer, and it's come from a different perspective than mine. And if you you look at it straight away and you say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't have. I I didn't see there was a problem, but there obviously was. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't need one. <laughs> you know, That's a good point. You know, I, I didn't see there was a problem, but there obviously was. So we'll deal with it. We'll sort it out, and then we'll go back and we'll thank you for 
for bringing it to our attention you know so uh, yeah. that's funny you should be bl- you should you should definitely be blow drying your beard that's definitely a thing <laughs> <laughs> so we like to finish off every single podcast as you know because you've heard a few of them with uh, a set of questions inspired by a US TV show called Inside the Actor Studio we do this just for fun it's totally unconnected with uh, the subject matter of the show but it's it's a, it's a good way to get inside your head a little bit more and find out uh, about how you tick and uh, I'm personally I'm quite interested to see what some of your answers are going to be here James so <laughs> So question number one, what's your favourite smell? My favourite smell is uh, is pecan pie. Oh, oh, that's a good answer. Yeah, and that goes back to when I was a child. I remember I must have been in primary school at the time and I and we it was a Christmas and we sat and I was watching, I even remember the movie I was watching, I was watching Out of Africa, which is like, um, who was it, Meryl Streep and Robert Redford, I think. So I like, I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, my yeah. film. And I was watching it with my mum and she cooked this pecan pie and I sat on the sofa with her watching this film and it's just, oh, yeah, it just takes you back, you know, straight away. Right, now this is the interesting one because I know you're a massive movie fan and uh, you go to as many films as you possibly can, but I don't really know what your favourite movie is. Right, there's, again, it's down to memories, isn't it, when you grow up. So there's obviously lots of great films that I've seen in the last, you know, couple of years, five years. I think when I think back to films that I watched as a kid, that's why where they have the most uh, power, you know, and the, I, I think about the most fondly. So I'd say there's three. There's either, it's and they're all 80s movies, so you'll, you'll like them as well. It's, it's The Goonies. Never seen it. Never seen The Goonies? <laughs> no. You're joking. Never, never seen it. God, you know, you've got to watch The Goonies. Uh, the Goonies, The Karate Kid... Never seen it. Never seen the <laughs> Never seen it. Let's see if we can go for a hat trick. Or, well, I know you've seen the last one because I know you love it. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, it's my favourite yeah. film too. So, yeah, turn out, yeah, I've redeemed myself. Yeah, so three, three, three 80s movies, yeah. Okay, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Hmm. Now I like I like I thought about this because I do like my real ale and my and my beer and my pubs and things. So um, so I think I'd like them to say uh, you know you're just in time for happy hour. We've got you a we've got you a pint and a seat next to the fire. And I did think I'd love to sit and have a conversation with Sir Michael Caine as well. That would be great. You imagine the amount of choice you'd get up in heaven. You'd be able to choose from any beer that's ever ever existed, wouldn't you? You would be, yeah. No, it'd be fantastic. It'd be the longest bar ever. Well, they probably wouldn't even need a happy hour, would they? Because it'd be happy hour all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't have a happy hour. It's all the time. It's a good point. Good point. <laughs> good point you've made there. I like that. Okay. Brilliant. So it's been really good. We've had so much really, um, yeah, some inspiration from the way that you run your business and some great tips that people can take away so they can start thinking about how they want to look after their customers more too. So before we wrap up, let's have um, a little bit of a plug here. So how, how can people get in touch with you if you want to come and uh, come and say hi? Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, then I'm, I'm kind of all over social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook as myself, James St. Pierre, or as Unique Results and on Instagram as well as uh, as Unique Results or as James St. Pierre. So, so from a business perspective or a personal perspective, and, uh, and I always love to hear from people and, uh, and connect with people about lots of things, health, fitness, business, and uh, movies and beer as well. This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. 
the main thing I took from that is actually how important it is to look at the clients that you are already providing a service for. I think so often they can be forgotten because we concentrate so much on building and building new clients, but why not look after the ones that we have? James is so good at doing that. He's got the thing with the birthday cards, just those, all the little uh, ideas that when we've probably all come up with at one point or another, but he just takes them all to the next level and gives them that little bit of polish and that little bit of more of a personal touch which makes his members and his clients feel incredibly special. And I, I love the stuff that he does there. Yeah, and I think it's a sense of inclusivity, isn't it? It's helping people feel a sense of belonging and that if they weren't part of that, they'd be missing out on something. I mean, there, there are a few businesses that I do work with or I'm a customer of that I love so much that uh, yeah, I'm quite happy to recommend them at the drop of a hat. And I can imagine James's clients doing exactly that. In fact, I know they do because I often see them come up on Facebook and stuff and uh, they're on their profile pictures, they're on holiday, they've got the Unique Results t-shirts on. You know, they're, 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 yeah, they're proud to be a part of what James has built, which is fantastic. Yeah, they're being recognised, aren't they? They're rec- being recognised and therefore in return they're recognising James. So top job, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And he's, yeah, he's a lovely guy and he does a great job. Let's do a shout out then. Every week we like to shout out a business that's been talking to us on social media, connected with us or listens to the podcast. Uh, who are we shouting out about this week? I would like to give a shout out to Kush Birdie. Right. And Kush Birdie is the head of corporate and commercial for Grant Saw Solicitors. Oh, let's look them up. Grant Saw. Uh, Grant Saw. Oh, GrantSaw.com. Here they are. Come straight up. GrantSaw.com. Oh, now this looks very posh. These are, these are proper high-end solicitors in Blackheath and Greenwich. What they do is uh, they advise businesses uh, with a wide range of expertise, corporate restructuring, corporate litigation, um, and, yeah, a really professional setup. So, yeah, thanks for following us as well. Yeah, lovely website too. So that pretty much wraps it up from us. Don't forget to come and find us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, and we're on Instagram. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Come and say hi, and we could be bigging you up in a future episode. And whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you get future episodes directly into your phone device. And leave us a review too. That's really important because that really helps to to push us up and get us more uh, listeners in podcast land. And that pretty much does it for this week say goodbye claire Bye-bye. the beat you've been listening to the big little business show with paul mumford and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify tune in and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on facebook too just search for big little business show The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.